Hello and welcome to From the Trenches, the Business Examiner podcast. My name is John McDonald. This episode features a special guest from the VitaCare Natural Health Clinic in Nanaimo. Our conversation covers stress management, mental health, nutrition, modern health trends, and a whole lot more. Our conversation starts now. Hi, my name is Dr. Katerina Holowa. I'm a registered acupuncturist and naturopathic physician practicing at Vitacare Natural Health in downtown Nanaimo. Well, I'm really happy to have you here. To jump things off here, one of the things I wanted to touch on was stress management. And that's something that um, people have been facing and where organizations have been facing in varying degrees, uh, everybody in some way. And so I'm just wondering if you can kind of elaborate on, on what you're seeing uh, out there in the marketplace right now. A, what does that stress look like? And then B, how are you recommending or seeing people approach stress management? Yeah, so I'm seeing stress uh, in a lot of different ways. A couple of a couple of major ones are in mental health, and you know that goes hand in hand. Anxiety and depression are are rampant now, as is adrenal fatigue, which is taking a major toll on people's lives. Some of the long term consequences of these are not uh, noticed um, immediately, of course. So we're talking about things like uh, hormone imbalances, um, thyroid disorders. Uh, weight management problems and diabetes, obesity, uh, digestive disturbances, and the flaring of autoimmune and inflammatory conditions and and even accelerated risk of cancer. So the long-term consequences of, of these stressors are are major and, and we're seeing them in so different so many different ways. One of the other problems that I'm seeing is that the health of the family units is being put at risk. And so mom and dad are really, really stressed because work is in increased stress and uh, COVID is going on. And then the kids are stressed at school because of COVID and because of school. And then the parents are stressed because of the school COVID exposure. It's just, it's so much. And so I find that the health of, of all areas are being really significantly affected right now. And some of the, the key strategies that I find are beneficial to help to counsel people on are things like having routine in their lives and, and getting back to kind of the basics as opposed to just worrying so much about the unknown. And some of the basics that are that just need to be taken care of and are, and are easier to take care of are things like uh, good nutrition, right? Trying to avoid that fast and easy just because you don't have the time. It's actually more worth it to have some time to step back and just go, you know what, let's take some time to actually cook a meal or sit down together, or even, even getting a, a, a one of the delivery boxes or, or a healthy delivered meal rather than stopping. Actual rest time, critical. We, no one takes rest time anymore. Um, you know, t- taking time to just sit down and read a book or have a bath or get a massage, get your hair done, just, just in, and don't look at your phone the whole time, right? Exercise is critical. Exercise is absolutely critical. So not only does it keep our bodies healthy, it keeps our minds healthy. And it takes us away from work as long as you're not, you know, on the phone while you're exercising. And that's a big one. Take a break. Like I said a minute ago, you need to stop working for a little while. Seeing friends, so important. Um, Seeing friends virtually or on the phone, you know, just getting some time where you're talking about something else that isn't stressful in the world. Uh, That's actually a key one, too, um, is not talking about all of this that's going on all the time. Like it's there, but stop talking about it because it's going to be there in five minutes too. And, you know, having, having a Sunday where you don't talk about COVID or politics or 
you know, X, Y, Z finances, just, you know, it's gotta be time when you just take a break. Um, and then, and then, you know, really, really important and people forget this is having someone at your back, right? Whether that be your medical doctor, if you trust them, whether that be your naturopathic doctor, you know, someone who's just going to, you know, be there to say, listen, this isn't working. Let's do this. Or, um, here are some ways that we can help you overcome these challenges. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. I think like of what you mentioned, the thing that sticks out the most to me is the rest uh, side of things. That's something that myself, I'm guessing, and a, and a, a number of other people in, in business struggle with because there's always so much coming at you. Kind of going back to the routine side of things that you mentioned, would you say like, you know, like you said, take an hour after five, like how do you kind of include that in a regimen that act? I absolutely do. And I try and work with people with where they are and with what they're at. So it's people who love having schedules. They, they just thrive on that. Okay. You know what? Five o'clock. Set an hour aside to go for a walk, take the dog for, you know, whatever, go get a cup of coffee or, um, you know, half the day on Sunday, schedule it into your planner and, and where it says, okay, from, from two till six, I am doing this or I am not doing this. I really love the idea of having a daily thing. So even if it's a 10 minute where you just schedule in a couple of 10 minute breathing times or Wednesday night, Friday night or bath time, like, you know, absolutely. And and so routine and scheduling it in right now, we we have to schedule it in because we always forget and we're too busy. And if it becomes one of the things that we do, then, then that helps a lot. Jumping into that a little bit further. So as someone is, let's say they're experiencing this anxiety, these precursors to burnout or adrenal fatigue, um, they're taking some rest. What other things can they do in terms of nutrition? Eating clean is a bit of a, is, is quite broad. Uh, and then there's the, the therapies that you offer or that Vitacare offers. Is there some things that you kind of prescribe typically there? Uh, sure. Well, in terms of diet, we start there. Um, eating clean, yes, is a very broad term, but you want to avoid uh, high processed sugar and, and processed thing, foods in general, right? Um, good protein, good healthy carbohydrates, lots and lots of fruit and vegetables um, is, is really, really important. There are some really good supplements, nutraceuticals out there that are great. Um, we individualize them. So some people need this blend, some people need this blend. And, and so it's hard to put a blanket on that one. But you know, of course, things like B vitamins, magnesium can be really good at helping decrease stress. One thing that we really are seeing uh, as um, beneficial for people is IV therapy, because you can get pretty significant doses of, of beneficial nutrients into the bloodstream and into the body, which are therapeutic. It's difficult to get the appropriate amount of nutrients in by eating if you're already depleted, um, when you actually really need to fill that tank up. Uh, more quickly than than what you can just by by pills or by food. Acupuncture is phenomenal. I love acupuncture as a, as a regimen for helping to reset and to calm people down. A couple of different things. Number one, um, by rebalancing chi, we can really help to um, to decrease those stress levels and decrease the anxiety. But also, it's you know this is a, a half an hour, forty five minutes that you're actually forced to lay down. You know, you've got you've got pins in you. You can't stand up and, and, and be stressing about it, right? So you get this hour once or twice a week where you just are forced to just relax. There are some other really nice, like even going for massage, right? Those kind of things we recommend. Um, that's, yeah, that's, those are some of the areas I look at. 
Awesome. Very cool. And with the IV therapy, it's just a quick caveat. Are you, do you guys do like blood testing pre IV therapy to kind of get the mix right? Or is it, is there kind of a generic saline bag that you go with? Yeah, there's nothing is generic. Everything is done um, per person. We don't necessarily do blood testing ahead of time. In certain situations we might, but there are certain nutraceuticals that are, that we put in combination and we, we blend it individualized. Um, We don't have a set bag that we know can be increased. So if you're extreme, experiencing extreme fatigue all the time, um, we might add some extra B vitamins or magnesium. If your immune system isn't, isn't great, we'll throw in some extra vitamin C, zinc, selenium, that type of thing. There are some homeopathics we can add in for, and those are very, very individualized. Okay, very cool. Well, it's a fascinating topic. So I appreciate you kind of flushing that out. Jumping more to the, the business side of things with a lot of, or some companies, a lot of companies now, shifting away from work, work from home or kind of this hybrid environment as you as, as kind of a, as someone in the, in the medical profession, can you speak to how a business owner or a leader can kind of create an environment within the workplace where there's a little bit less anxiety and, and pressure compared to, I guess, the way things were before? Yeah. So there's a couple of things there. One, um, I, I love the business model of uh, work from home or work from the office and allowing people to to do what works for them if it works within your business model, right? So there are some businesses where it works for, for you to work half time at home and half time in the office. It just gives people days. They don't need to drive in. They don't need to dress up. They can stay in their pajamas, but still work right from, from, from home and and get a lot done. Um, Something else that I think is really important that I think needs to be emphasized a lot more. And we're, we're talking about it more is downtime. And so we're talking about downtime from in life, but at five o'clock, when you go home, you should not have to expect texts and emails well into the night. And so I think that a, a lot of business owners, and I appreciate that this can be a bit of a stress, but, but need to set boundaries on what are working hours and what are not working hours. I cannot tell you how many clients and patients I have who tell me regularly that they get, get emails at eight, nine, 10 o'clock at night that they need to answer. Um, that does not set up for a very relaxing evening or, or healing time, right? And not only that, you, if you're worrying about an email at 10 o'clock at night, how is your sleep pattern going to be? How much time are you dedicating to your family and to your, your relaxing life? And this is, this is not just beneficial for employees. This is beneficial for employers as well, because you shouldn't as an employer be sending that email at nine o'clock at night. You should be taking time to yourself as well, right? It's going to foster a whole, a whole other environment. I also think it's really, really important to have regular check-in times with your employees, Um, whether that be in a group, whether that be just individual meetings. Um, So if it's set as a regular thing, employees aren't going to be freaking out going, Oh my God, I've been called to the boss's office. You know, it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's my, it's, it's the 13th. It's my day to go and have a chat and just see how things are going. And, you know, don't just talk about work, talk about how are things going at home? How's your, how's, you know, are you feeling okay? Are you feeling well supported? What else can we do for you? You know, work has got to be a a, a two way street. It's not just one person who's going to benefit from that one. Okay. No, that's awesome. Definitely feeling a little bit convicted on the, uh, the, the after hours emails there. So oh, make, <laughs> make that adjustment, but that's great. Um, I want to ask you a little bit about uh, your personal background. Um, and I think first of all, too, just how did you end up in Nanaimo? Um, I understand there's kind of been a bit of a transition that that's happened in the last couple of months. So can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, you bet. Um, I 
just moved to Nanaimo. It's been, I've been here for two months. Um, prior to that, I was practicing in Victoria for the past 10 years. Originally, I love Victoria and I, I knew it a lot. I knew it very well. And so when I graduated from my education in Vancouver, I, I was, I was up and gone immediately. Vancouver is just, uh, it's just a little bit too um, big and high paced for a country girl like me. So I moved to Victoria and I, I worked there for 10 years. loved it. My family has land in Nanaimo or outside Nanaimo anyway, up in um, Yellow Point area and uh, horses and um, animals. And I, would, I came down twice a month to visit and to ride and just to get out of the city. And finally, I just realized that I, this was silly. Um, I've got friends who work in Nanaimo and said it's a wonderful city to be practicing in. And I finally just decided during COVID, like this is, you gotta, you gotta just do it now. And so I did, I just, I just started looking and, and I found um, a posting that Vitacare was looking for a new naturopathic physician and I jumped at it. And a couple months later, here I am. Was there anything that kind of stuck out about, uh, about Vitacare kind of compared to other, other places that kind of made it a desirable, desirable place to land? I love the team. I love the team. I met them. And the first time I met them, um, I just knew that these were a group of people that I wanted to be working with, that I would be happy to spend a lot of time with and who I trusted with my practice because we're a team and the people at the front are naturopathic office assistants. um, Everyone, our clinic manager, all of the other doctors, we all work together to help our patients. And I really felt that come through. When I spoke with them, I, I just, I have to, really, I was really drawn in by that. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, that's very cool. It's nice to have you uh, in Nanaimo. Um, I want to ask you too, just about how you kind of got into the fields that you choose or that you chose natu- naturopathy and acupuncture. How did those, do you have kind of an origin story for how those came about? Yeah, kind of. Um, my very first degree many, many years ago, I was in cellular biology and I remember we had a uh, information session on naturopathic medicine and I was intrigued. I was fascinated, but I was still two years away from graduation. And, um, you know, by the time graduation came, I had travel on my mind. I had other things on my mind. And so um, I, I did, I went, I traveled, I taught English in Asia for a little over a year. And then I traveled Europe for a little while and I came home and I became a registered nurse and I was working for a little book, a few years, and I, I just wasn't satisfied. Uh, the, the, the health model that, that's followed in, in the hospital is not exactly what I was looking for. And I, I twigged back to this memory of naturopathic medicine. I started doing some research online, and I found a school in Vancouver, and I love the West Coast anyway. And I did some research, and I immediately enrolled and went through the, the rigorous enrollment process, and um, I was accepted and I immediately was, I knew I was in the right place. And so I graduated from naturopathic medicine. It's a four-year degree program. Um, interestingly, one of my students when I was teaching English was an acupuncturist. And he originally taught me about chi and yin and yang. And I thought it was amazing. And then during naturopathic medicine school, we learn acupuncture. We train in acupuncture. And uh, I, I, was, I loved it. And so I decided to advance my training and and go back to school and become a registered acupuncturist in addition to my, uh, my other degrees. And um, I, I'm so happy I did. I, I use them both a lot, all of my naturopathic medicine 
training and acupuncture, registered acupuncture training. Um, yeah, I guess those are my little stories there. No, no, it's all good. I just, I'm curious to hear it. I've had acupuncture done for powerlifting or fitness related injuries before. It's been a value to me. So it's cool to hear that. Um, is there a, a before after client story that sticks out to you uh, from, I don't know, that you're maybe most proud of? I guess one, one that I would love, love to talk about is um, a lady came to me, she's in her thirties, uh, desperate to become pregnant. She'd been trying for a couple of years unsuccessfully, and they were advised to look into IVF. Um, and she was hesitant, and she wanted to see what else she could do first. And someone said to her, oh, you should go see a naturopath. She'd never been to a naturopath before. She'd never had acupuncture. She pretty much never had supplements except for a, a multivitamin. So she came to me. We did some testing. We, um, we had a look at hormones. Um, she had a very, very high stress, high, high impact life, uh, both work and at home. She had a less than ideal diet and she over-exercised like crazy. She was extremely stressed. So we worked together and she trusted me, um, with all of my recommendations. There were a lot of them were, were a, a ways out from what she was doing in terms of especially diet and, and starting acupuncture. She was quite scared of needles, but we worked together. We worked together for several months and, um, she became pregnant and she had a little baby. Um, she would check in with me for the next few years and just let me know how they were doing and, and they were doing very well, but she did, uh, she did start to slide in some of the recommendations that we'd made. And then th- three years later, she contacted me again, same thing. She was trying to get pregnant, not able to, but she jumped on that a lot faster. She had remembered me. Um, it was about eight months of trying and she, she said, I'm not waiting two more years. And she came to see me and it, we know we got right back into some of the, some of the recommendations we made before we did some more acupuncture and she had a second baby and um, they're all doing really well. What I love about that story is not only the fact that we got her two healthy babies without any medical interventions, drugs, anything like that is since having her second baby, she has continued to incorporate a lot of the recommendations we've made. So in terms of diet and, and change of lifestyle. So her husband and her kids are growing up in this less intense, healthier lifestyle. And I, I love making families happy. Wow. happy. I mean, yeah, that is wild. Very cool to hear a very cool story. Um, and yeah, just that's, that's really powerful to have that, that uh, to have that kind of impact on someone's life. I have a brief question for you, just, uh, I guess a little a bit on a different angle here. Can you think back to when you started to build your practice? You know, you kind of got all of this education, a pretty, a very uh, well-rounded uh, background there. Was it, can you contrast the challenge that you had at the beginning uh, of, of building your practice, whether that's, you know, just bringing on new clients or building your brand or whatever to kind of where you're at now, maybe, re, you know, meeting moving to a new area. I don't know how much rebuilding you have to do, or can you kind of elaborate on that? Yeah, for sure. Um, I I would say that starting out, I mean, despite the challenges of just building a practice in general, which, which of course is, is challenging. I would say the biggest challenge was knowledge about naturopaths and what we do, what we know, uh, what our education is. You know, you tell people you're not trying doctor. Well, what, what does that mean? What do you, you, you just, you know, you give some supplements. Well, no, we do a lot more than just giving supplements. And so there was, a, there was a lot of education in that. The, the first area that I, that I started practicing in, it was a difficult area to start in because it was very um, medically focused. And so, so people were used to going into the doctor and, and, you know, you just run a couple tests, you give a couple drugs and, and you go home. And that's, 
I had to kind of re-educate a lot on on how that wasn't necessarily the way to healing, proper healing, and long-term healing, and and that um, we could we could make your you better without so much uh, pharmaceutical and just medical intervention. That was starting out, and to be perfectly honest with you, I would say that um, while my building my practice has has is not nearly as challenging now as it was then the knowledge base is probably where the greatest learning curve is for people. And maybe not so much in the fact that what is a naturopath, although I still hear that is what do we do? And we do a lot and not necessarily one person does a lot, but as a field, we have a lot of areas of focus. So you will have some naturopaths who just do diet. They literally just work on diet and some supplements. Right. Um, And then there are some naturopathic doctors who, do a lot of prescribing and they do a, uh, some that do a lot of IVs. Some of us do a lot of injection therapies. You've got a lot of naturopaths who are doing um, prolotherapy, Botox therapy, um, working with cancer. It's, it's, it's so vast and it's, it's amazing to educate people on, on how much we can help them with. We do have a lot of extra training beyond school. Like once you graduate, that's not the end of it. I'm constantly recertifying and getting, getting, learning new things to help my patients. Um, every year that I'm in practice, I see so many new areas that I, that I can help people in. And so, you know, so learning these new tools is just beneficial for everybody. The last kind of uh, topic I wanted to broach with you was just about, I think, health trends in general. With all of the challenges that have come around with the pandemic in the past while, there's, there's a lot of talk about that there's a kind of a set way to deal with it, but not a lot of stuff about lifestyle change. I'm wondering if you can kind of speak to what you've been seeing on the health trend side of things. Um, has there been an evolution in the past, you know, 18 months towards, you know, a lot of uptaking calls or anything that you're kind of seeing out in the world there? Health trends in the past 18 months. I, I wouldn't say that there's anything majorly new, just given COVID in terms of health trends, except for our, accelerated appreciation of the importance of mental health. That is an area that I think that we are uh, starting to pay a lot more attention to, rightly so. It's a field that just has not been looked at as, as much. Diet, uh, lifestyle, th- these, these, these emerge, these change constantly, right? They're, they're a constantly emerging area. And so I, I wouldn't necessarily think that that is an area where we've seen some phenomenal changes in general, in the past 18 months, not political or COVID related or anything like that, I would say that the greatest leaps and growth in health and in naturopathic medicine have been in IV therapy, as I, as I spoke about, but also um, in the fact that naturopaths are taking leading roles in, in a lot of anti-aging and skincare and some of the areas that, that a lot of our, our clients are looking more into. Uh, the, I, I guess we could associate that with with. COVID a little bit in that, I don't know if you knew this, but once Zoom got going, the uh, skincare industry and uh, Botox industries skyrocketed. Really? staring at themselves in the computer all the time. <laughs> oh my right? goodness. But, oh yeah, the numbers went up like crazy for that. And, and these are areas where, where people are really, really interested to get some, to get some information. But IV therapy also, uh, like I said before, because we can tailor it so much and we're seeing you know, there's a lot we can do for mental health. There's a lot we can do for stress reduction. Yeah, no, no, that is interesting. I had not heard that about the skin side of things, but that's, I get that makes sense when you talk it out. 
Yeah, skin and anti-aging. And so, you know, um, I, I do um, I do a lot of injection therapies for, for skin care and, and, and wrinkle reduction, that kind of thing. I do cosmetic acupuncture. And yeah, the, the, these, are, these are big trends now, big. To finish things up here, I've got four quick questions that we ask each person uh, who we have interviewed here. And so the first one is, do you have a favorite book uh, or a podcast that, you're, that comes to mind? That is a hard question because I'm a voracious reader and a very wide repertoire. Um, in terms of like fiction, uh, I'm, I'm a big Elizabeth George fan. I love Elizabeth George. Um, Diana Gabaldon. And sorry, I'm giving you several, but um, I can't narrow it down. Um, nonfiction, Peter Gruling and Stephen Johnson would be two of my favorites. And then my, my favorite podcast is Bean to Bar. Um, it's, it's fun. It's, 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 I'm a chocolatier as well. Um, and so this is just an area for me to just turn off my brain when I'm not at work is, is learning about learning about chocolate. Best personal advice that you've received. It's a very cliche quote, but don't put off today tomorrow. Don't put off to tomorrow what you can do today. Um, this applies in every single area of our life, work, health, dreams, goals, uh, pr- procrastination very, very rarely benefits anybody. And, um, I have to say, I, I, I am not one to put things off. I, I, I find benefit in just getting it done, especially if it's something really bad, just get it done with. Okay. Awesome. Uh, app or piece of software that you can't live without? Overdrive. Big time overdrive. That's where I, uh, I read my books um, and audio books. Like I said, I'm a big reader and those are my ways to turn off. And the last one for you here, favorite restaurant on Vancouver Island. I, I'm still biased towards Victoria in terms of restaurants because I just haven't had as much time to explore um, Nanaimo, but I would say be love. Thanks for stopping by From the Trenches, the Business Examiner podcast. If you want to learn more about the interviewee, please check the web and social links provided in the video or listening platform description. Please send any feedback to info at businessexaminer.ca with the subject line podcast. We'll see you next week.